One major news outlet gave the Cincinnati Bearcats a C- minus for hiring Scott Satterfield. Is that too low of a grade? Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. It's free and available everywhere you get your podcasts, including right here on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to our Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel and follow it to get an alert every time we drop a new episode. Today's episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today. To get started, my name is Alex Frank, your host each and every day here on Lockdown Bearcats. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Stuart Mandel of The Athletic recently dished out grades for first-year head coaches and coaching hires across college football this offseason. I shouldn't say he gave out grades for first-year coaches. He gave out grades for coaching hires for the Cincinnati uh, not only Cincinnati, but uh, all the schools, Power 5 and Group of 5, that hired head coaches this offseason. He gave Cincinnati a C-minus for Scott Satterfield, a C-minus. Uh, Mendel saying, Louisville coach Scott Satterfield, I don't get this one at all. Cincinnati wanted a sitting Power 5 coach to lead the program into the Big 12, but this one was an underwhelming 15-18 and 18 in ACC play with the Cardinals. Satterfield had a great run in Appalachian State before that, but he also spent his playing career and nearly entire coaching career with Air. A school in that region would have made more sense. Okay, so is this too low of a grade? I don't disagree, Stuart Mandel says. Based on his record, there are a lot of questions. Can he consistently win at the Power 5 level? But what Stuart Mandel fails to mention are the other things like recruiting, which he's already done a very good job at. He also did a very good job recruiting at Louisville. He emphasizes NIL. He embraces the transfer portal, as we have seen. There are elements outside the game that make Scott Satter feel good for this job. The point here is this, and Mandel says, wanted a sitting Power 5 coach to lead the program into the Big 12. That is correct. And that is something I valued. During this coaching search, I wanted someone who had been at the Power 5 level, not anyone from the MAC. If you hired a coordinator from a Power 5 school, I would have been okay with that too. But you hired a Power 5 head coach in Scott Satterfield. I think uh, time will tell if this is a good hire. But a C minus to me is too low of a grade. You want to give him a C? Fine. C plus, that's more acceptable. B minus? maybe, but a C minus the lowest ranked group of, uh, I'm sorry, power five head coach, Stuart Mandel graded. Um, T- Troy Taylor, who was hired by Stanford C uh, Ryan Walters, defensive coordinator for um, Illinois at Purdue C plus Mississippi state with defense coordinator, Zach Arnett with a B minus just to give you some perspective, other first year head coaches, coaches at the power five level and grades they got. Um, Arizona State, Oregon Offensive Coordinator, Kenny Dillingham, B. Georgia Tech with a B. Interim Coach, Brent Key. Auburn, B-plus for Hugh Freeze from Liberty. 
Nebraska with an A minus for Matt Rule. Okay, understandable. Louisville with an A for Jeff Brom. Again, understandable. Wisconsin with an A. This is interesting. I'll read this blurb here in a minute for Luke Fickle, obviously. Uh, Colorado with an A plus for Deion Sanders. No explanation needed. So again, a C minus to me is too harsh. You're going to give the Cincinnati Bearcats the lowest grade. Again, Scott Satterfield has not accomplished much. But I look at what he did at Appalachian State and getting that program to the FBS level. I look at what he did at Louisville in his first season, completely turning a dormant program around. I look at last year and the defense that he had. And I look at the progression of Elite Cunningham over his um, four seasons at Louisville. I look at the um, season this past year. Louisville was two and three and then seven and four. That means they went five and one over a six game stretch in the middle to the late portion of the season. There's value in that to me. I get it. His conference record wasn't very good, but there are other things you have to look at with Scott Satterfield that we have seen so far in almost. The point here of Cincinnati heading to the big 12 is that is the focus this off season, making sure this team is ready to play in the big 12. It's not about reloading like it was last year. All that stuff will come with embracing the modern day practices of college football, the modern day innovative uh, innovations of college football. I shouldn't say practices, innovations. We know Scott Satterfield can recruit. That has been the lifeblood of college football for years. The NIL, though, is new. The transfer portal is new. Scott Satterfield has embraced that. Look at the transfers he's brought in. Look at Luke Kandra. Look at Emory Jones. Look at the offensive linemen he's brought in. Look at the receivers. Look at the corners. He has done a great job working the transfer portal. The last thing you want to be is an afterthought in the Big 12. We all know how important relevancy is to the Bearcats. At least we should know, and I tried to explain that, and I'm going to explain it again numerous times throughout this offseason, including later today. You want to stay relevant because of what you did in the transfer portal in the NIL, and Scott Satterfield is the guy who can do that. I firmly believe that. Scott Satterfield, has a, he said it, he's admired this program. Again, we are in a new era of Bearcats football. I understand that. But it's an era that should be met with optimism and should be met with excitement and opportunity. Speaking of which, a positive comment about Scott Satterfield from one of you recently. I will get into that. Um, If you want to know what Stuart Mandel said, Wisconsin got the second highest grade of Power 5 coaching hires. Stuart Mandel had this to say about Luke Fickle. Cincinnati coach Luke Fickle. The first head coach to lead a group of five team to the college football playoff, long seen destined for a Big Ten job. Wisconsin Athletic Director Chris McIntosh was the one to pull it off. Fickle feels like the ideal coach to uphold the program's deep-rooted blue-collar identity while also modernizing it, as evidenced by hiring Air Raid-influenced offensive coordinator Phil Longo. Fickle has proven adept at developing overlooked recruits. That's accurate. That is incredibly accurate. Speaking of which, um, the comment that one of you made about Scott Satterfield really shines a light on Luke Fickle's legacy, and I will get into all of that after I tell you how this episode of excuse me how this episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by FanDuel. So we are so excited to have FanDuel Sportsbook as our official sportsbook of Locked On. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Lockdown because they are the number one sportsbook 
in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. Um, the Chiefs and Eagles in Super Bowl 57. Yesterday I told you who I liked in terms of the spread. Now the total over-under currently at 49 and a half. Let me refresh this page. It might have changed. You never know. I shouldn't say things that might be outdated. Uh, nope, the over-under hasn't changed. 49 and a half. I'm going to take a slight over on that. A slight over on that. Um, so the FanDuel Sports app, it, Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. That's what I like the most about it. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash on to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash lockdown. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Thanks again for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. Lockdown is heading to the Senior Bowl. Get inside analysis from the hosts that cover the NFL's next generation in college and find out which NFL draft boards these players will be climbing all in one location. Subscribe to Lockdown NFL Draft for nightly live shows from the Senior Bowl on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. That includes today. Alex Frank with you. I didn't have my name on the screen there. Your host. Here on Lockdown Bearcats, we are, of course, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. So, by the way, tomorrow, National Signing Day, big day for us here at the College Channel of Locked On. So, looking forward to bringing you coverage of that. Um, so, the, the interesting thing about Scott Satterfield, to me, is the mixed reviews that I have gotten from Bearcat fans that I've talked to. And there are some who I don't think anybody despises the hire, except maybe some of you in the YouTube comments, uh, which is fine. You're open to your own opinions. But let's consider what this fan had to say. There was a positive comment that I saw on one of our videos last week, um, which is new, which we like. So where is this? Um, I got to go back. So I, I texted to Russ right away because we, I mean, it feels like we haven't really gotten a lot of true positive comments yet but when you consider this comment um from one of our uh loyal listeners he said this or they said this excuse me satterfield has taken over a uc that is leaps and bounds better off than any other coach we've seen coaches leaving after three seasons it's hard to build off that much turnover however due to the fact that fickle was here for six years it enabled a foundation of talent to be built to be built and left over in each class. Sure, we lost a lot in the 2023 class and a dozen others left. There's still a talented squad that stuck with the program. Thank you. Because here is the deal. Scott Satterfield is actually walking in to a very good situation. And it reiterates several points I have made on this show before over the last, really since Luke Fickle left. Number one, Fickle's legacy should always be viewed in a positive light. I don't care if you're I don't care if you're upset with the way he left, and you can be, and I respect everybody's opinions. He left the program in a better place than when he inherited it. Now Satterfield is tasked with carrying it into the Big 12. You think about the situation Luke Fickle inherited. 
I mean, there was no talent on that roster. Sure, you may have had a guy like Corey Cunningham who ended up, I believe, getting drafted by the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, you had other good players who were draft candidates like Lyndon Stevens. But I'm going to be honest with you. The Cincinnati Bearcats coaching job in 2016, in December of 2016, was a very, very unattractive job. I mean, they were they were at the bottom of the bottom, the bottom of a group of five conference. I mean, I remember the college football playoff was an afterthought and a joke around Cincinnati. That's where we're at, where we were at, rather. Scott Satterfield came in, or Luke Fickle, rather, came in. Sorry, I'm talking about Scott Satterfield. I'm mixing up names here. Luke Fickle came in and not only resurrected the program, but made it better. You know, getting into the Big 12, getting a renovated locker room, pushing for a new football facility. There are better resources now with this program than there has ever been. And you have to give Luke Fickle an ample amount of credit for that. He came into a dire situation. Nobody should have wanted to inherit that. Luke Fickle did. And Luke Fickle understood that you could win with the talent in Ohio and Cincinnati. Luke Fickle embraced this city when it comes to a... Like, I have never seen anybody embrace it, except for Joe Burrow. But as far as the Bearcats are concerned, Luke Fickle came in and completely embraced this city, as he should have. Because there we all know how talented this city is in football. So that's one part of his legacy. And now... The next head coach comes in, Scott Satterfield, and he's got all this to work with. Plus, he's got a fan base as engaged with the program as ever. I, I mean, you could have had fans. I mean, fans cared about Luke Fickle. I was excited. You had fa- I mean, yes, you had fans who cared back in 2016. But now the fan base is so engaged that you're going to have more opinions and potentially more, I shouldn't say that, but you have a more engaged fan base. They care about stuff like this, about who you hire as a head coach. They care about who you hire as offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator, which I'm excited about those two guys. They care about all that, as you should too. I care about it. I cared when Luke Fickle got hired because I was committed to the University of Cincinnati. I went to school there. It mattered to me. It mattered to my family. I've got three generations of Bearcat fans. So when something like this happens, we care, you care. And shout out to this comment. Because number two, um, number two, Luke Fickle, I'm going to be honest. He got the program to the Big 12. But he was not the head coach for the Big 12. As became apparent last year. I said last year. And I said this probably numerous times. The head, Luke Fickle's job as a head coach was going to matter more in 2022 than any other season during his tenure at Cincinnati. Why? Because of numerous elements. One, the fact that they that there were expectations after two straight years of sneaking up on teams and being the darling of college football. Everybody loves Cincinnati. Well, now you got to prove you belong. Number two, they lost nine starters from their um, playoff team to the NFL draft, including Desmond Ritter and Sauce Gardner. Those are not easy guys to replace. 
or I should say those are those guys are not easy to replace. Those are those are two those are the two main reasons I think. Um, less on their backs, being the two-time defending conference champions, going to the Big Twelve, had not lost a home game since November of 2017, and clearly you could not get this team back to a conference championship last year. On the field, what we saw last year was not conducive to winning the Big 12. I don't think the Bearcats did a great job of handling roster turnover. I thought there were some good players like Ivan Pace. I thought Dante Corleone and Jawan Briggs had great breakout seasons. I thought Brian Threats played well in time, but well at times. I almost, Why do I always screw up his name? Um, but all I am saying is what we saw last year, and really the first big roster turnover since the recruiting took off under Luke Fickle, what we saw last year was that program was not ready for that. And unfortunately, you're going to have that happen in the Big 12. It's not every year. Like, like you think about, okay, good, Brian Threats, excuse me. It's not every where you're going to have Desmond Ritter, Sauce Gardner, and MyJ Sanders all say, or Kobe Bryant rather, all say, yeah, I'm coming back for next year. You're not going to have that every single year. You're not. The Big 12, you're not going to have that. What do you think Alabama and Georgia deal with every year? You want to be like them? You want to be like Ohio State? They know how to handle roster turnover. Georgia lost 15 players to the NFL draft after their 2021 national title season. You know what they did this year? They went 15-0. Crushed TCU. Curb stomped them. Great programs do that. I'm not sure if Luke Fickle was going to be able to handle that going into the Big 12. Key players might have stayed, like Jaden Thompson, like Will Pauling, like um, Jay, uh, um, like any other great, de- any great defensive player from last year who's now in the transfer portal, you could have had um, recruits could have stayed, but the quarterback battle would not have been promising. We saw that rear its ugly head at the end of the season. Ben Bryant struggled. Uh, Evan Prater struggled in his first start with Tulane. Luke Fickle left after that game. Um, the offense became incredibly stagnant. I'm not sure how much Fickle's up to speed on the NIL. The transfer portal could have been worked. But again, just because Luke Fickle, what he accomplished at Cincinnati was incredible. He made you care about a little that everybody cares about at the Power 5 level, and he got you to the Power 5. That's great. But all I am saying is what he did as far as building the program up to be Big 12 ready doesn't mean he was going to do well in the Big 12. So you can be upset that he's not the head coach going into the Big 12. I get that. A lot of us were looking forward to that, myself included. But at the end of the day, based on what I just told you and what we saw last year from the Bearcats after a tremendous turnover in terms of the roster in the offseason from 2021 to last year, the Bearcats were not going to the, – the, the Bearcats did not have as great of a team, and it showed. They went from 13-0 to 9-1 to 9-4. and four. That's a big drop-off. I mean, for a program that went – um, uh, two straight years of back-to-back undefeated seasons, including 13-0 and in 2021. For them to fall off like that, it showed in the roster turnover, and it showed that their style of play, not being able to stop the run, um, failure to get the run game going consistently, that's not going to win in the Big 12. You can't stop the run. You can't run the ball in the Big 12. as complimentary football, uh, which Luke Fickle talked about a lot, ironically, 
That was not going to win in the Big 12. So, Luke Fickle got the Bearcats to the Big 12. Now, now it's up to the next head coach to make it better. And the resources that are here, I mean, Scott Satterfield should have, I think, some success in year one in the Big 12. There are expectations, the success of the program recently. Luke Fickle made this Luke Fickle made this a very good job, and Scott Satterfield ultimately inherited it. All right, coming up, did expectations maybe get to Cincinnati last year? We'll explore that after we hear a word from Tubes. So this is an interesting topic to me because, you know, this whole um, the, the whole last season of Bearcats football 2022 and what's happened over the last two months have been extraordinarily, um, it's been a whirlwind. And you think about coming into last year, I think a lot of us maybe were a little too confident. I had them 11 and one. The UCF game, though, worried me. Eventually, the two-lane game worried me. And those are both games the Bearcats lost, in addition to the one game I had them losing, which was Arkansas. The expectations maybe get to this team. I think it is a fair question to explore. When you look at it, they were a target last year. Teams wanted what they wanted. They wanted that American Championship. They wanted the New Year's Six Bowl. They wanted the college football playoff. They wanted to... Be the team that said, hey, we beat this team. And now they're they're going to the Big 12, but they can't beat us. And I said it would be a bad look if you don't win a conference championship in your final season in the American, you're going to the Big 12. Well, Tulane took care of that. Eventually, the dam broke. UCF, okay, that game was that game was interesting because they, they didn't have to win that game. They could have won that game. They didn't. Tulane was for all the marvels. You won that game, you hosted the conference championship. It was right there in front of you. 33 straight home wins that you put on the line, and it came back and blew right up in your face. All because of a drop pass by Tyler Scott. Where would this program be if he catches that ball? Where would this program be if they beat UCF? The Bearcats last year lost three games. One by three, one by four, one by seven. And then the bowl game, which, I mean, counts, I guess. I mean, you saw, as the season unfolded, expectations based off what they accomplished in 2020 and 2021, it took its toll. There was a lack of running game, like against Indiana. Undisciplined, the number of penalties, inconsistent in passing games. They couldn't stop the run. They lost every marquee game on the schedule. They, they just weren't, like, I mean, in 2020 and 2021, there was a big game. You thought the Bearcats were going to win, and they did. And it is what has led to this. Now, I mean, and, and think about, like, despite losing nine players to the NFL draft, Athlon Sports, I mean, Jake Renfro lost before the season all-conference selection. The Bearcats had 20 all-conference selections, including seven on the first team. Like, that, to me, is what created those expectations. Athlon recognized the talent. I mean, they were the cream of the crop in the American. Houston ended up having a down year. UCF was good. They lost in the championship game to Tulane because they could not stop Tulane's offense. But at the end of the day, the dam broke. And thankfully, 
they don't ever have to play in the American again. I think the American was a good conference for Cincinnati. I think it gave, you know, event, you know, they were able to, I think, you know, establish themselves as a football program and ultimately get rewarded by being invited to the Big 12. Um, thing that was wrong about the Bearcats team last year was a weakness. Inconsistent running game, too many penalties. Um, the passing game was, I, I, I think, better than people may realize. It just inconsistent, and Ben Bryan was inaccurate at times. They couldn't stop the run against, you know, every team they played that they lost to, and those were all marquee games. And now, um, because of the dam breaking, Luke Fickle ultimately leaves for Wisconsin. The Bearcats hire Scott Satterfield. Again, be appreciative of what the Bearcats have accomplished. 13 bowl games in 16 years, four BCS bowl games in New Year's Six games, now going to the Big 12. Expectations maybe got to them last year, and that's why, and I'm teasing tomorrow's episode here, Tamper your expectations because you shouldn't expect much from Scott Satterfield in year one. That Lockdown Bearcats again. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Big day tomorrow, National Signing Day. And how fitting is it that that Russ and I do our live rooms Wednesday at 12.30 Eastern Time. We will talk all things National Signing Day. Looking incredibly forward to that. As for me, I'm on Twitter at Frankie underscore Natty with two N's and an ATI, Instagram, Alex Franklin underscore, and email at alex3frank at gmail.com. Hey, thanks again for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. For your second listen, check out our brand new podcast, Lockdown College Basketball Experts, Isaac Shade and Andy Patton, bringing you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, here for big name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape, Lockdown College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever. You get your podcast back tomorrow uh, talking about how you should tamper your expectations for year one with Scott Satterfield. Russ joins me tomorrow at 1230 for a live room. Bearcats in Tulsa tomorrow night. Big day of Bearcat Athletics with National Signing Day headlining it all. Right here on Lockdown Bearcats, we're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Alex Frank for Lockdown Bearcats. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great final day of January, and I'll talk to you tomorrow right here on Lockdown Bearcats.